Hello everybody! Boys, girls, gals, gidgets, everybody! Welcome to Real Geek News! My name is Kevin Andrew Rivera. We got Raul Ceballos over here. Raul, how you doing? What's up? What's up? And of course we got Chad Cook, our special guest of this episode. Chad, how you Hi-o. doing? Yo! We're here to talk about Violent Night. Give you a movie review. Spoiler alert, we will be discussing spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, what are you doing here? Get out of here. You're, you're spoiling it for yourself. With that all being said, let's hop right on into it and talk about Violent Night. So gentlemen, we got our ratings online from IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, IMDb gives it a 7.1, Rotten Tomatoes, 71% critic score, 88% audience score, Metacritic, 56% critic score, and 6.1 out of 10 user score. Uh, very, like, out there numbers, but I want to... all over the place, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, Chad, why don't we start with you? What are some overall thoughts? How do you feel about this movie? What, do, what are you thinking? I think um, all the numbers uh, the, that you spouted out just now are incorrect. They should be ten out of ten, a hundred percent, a fresh. You know, it. 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 I. It, I thought the music fresh. was amazing. It was fantastic. I. I went in thinking it was just going to be a mediocre action movie, but it surprised me, and I was happily surprised. So I think this movie in general is going to make in my uh, Christmas rotation every year to watch mm, i agree I, I meant to go see it before uh the this today but i just didn't get to because i i just wanted to see it one more time because it was so fun yeah i i, I actually 100 percent agree i i want to buy the dvd for this the, the the blu-ray 4k and i want to be able to play this in my tv every freaking christmas from now on because I don't know. I've never had a Christmas movie that's done that to me before. And everybody's, you know, everybody's got their nightmare before Christmas, sort of die hard. Uh, no, no, no. Don't, uh, do, that. don't do that. Die <laughs> hard, sort of. Not, don't you know. sort of die hard? <laughs> die hard. I will say die hard. Bro, how about you? Well, we're we're going to open a whole can of worms if we go into that conversation. Bro, what, what do you think? Some overall thoughts. Just wait till our Die Hard review. Uh, no, I I agree with both of you guys. This was I'm I'm on the upper end of uh, the ratings. I, I'd say this was a pleasant surprise because I I went in uh, with very lowish expectations. You know, uh, I I had a feeling it was going to be pretty good, pretty fun. I had no idea how much freaking fun I had watching this movie. Um, so I I really enjoyed it. The way I've heard other people say that it's it's a very turn off your brain kind of movie where like you should know what it is just off the trailer. It's just a fun time. Santa Claus beating the crap out of violent I, goons. What's up, Chad? Oh no, I was I was just saying I I would say it's not a turn off your brain because if you are like I'm a big action movie fan and with at watching the movie progress i was i was connecting it with all these other things i've seen and i was like oh this is great that they're doing this that i noticed this and this and this and this so i, I think it, it it activated my brain if anything it didn't like go oh it's just a, a silly and I there were, I, I felt there was a lot of heart to the movie too so i, I did and it was smart it played a lot of things smart so i mm-hmm. i don't think it was a just turn off your brain type of movie but if i uh, think, i, I, don't know, I, I understand if people will go that direction it was it was engaging it was yeah, very engaging yes, yes for me it, it for me when i saw the trailer i knew what it was gonna be and so when i went to watch it i enjoyed it because i knew that's what it was and i was okay with that like that i guess that that was my kind of uh uh perception of it when i went into it i didn't know what to expect other than 
people are going to get their butts beaten by Santa Claus, and that's going to be hilarious. But um, actually, going to something you just mentioned, Chad, about the connections to other movies, like there was like a whole Home Alone kind of vibe to it in in one scene. Yeah. Yeah. When you see it, you're this like Die Hard, Die Hard Two, uh, very like, much in the movie. Uh, I, and which even got just, me very happy with. with and even just taking tropes from like typical Christmas movies because it's got oh, yeah. like the heart and the cheesiness <laughs> and all that stuff, and they yeah. they really lead into it. It's very self aware. Also, and, like. Oh, yeah. go on. Sorry. No, it's just it cherry picks from like all these different Christmas movie tropes and turns it on its head in a very clever way. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, anything you had to add there? Oh, no, I was just going to go off of what Raul was saying about the uh, the Christmas tropes with, uh, you know, how uh, the parents aren't together in the beginning. And then through this whole ordeal, they get back. Right. I mean, not to. Wow. We're gonna go I mean, hey, was that, was, yeah, yeah, we said there's spoiler. Spoiler yeah. episode. What are but, you doing um, if you're listening? Um, but yeah, they, you know, get back together at the end, sort of like almost every Christmas movie, which proves Die Hard is a Christmas movie because that's how that movie starts. <laughs> Heck yeah, there you go. There you go. I, I guess we were on the same boat on that. It is a Christmas no, I, movie. I, know, I didn't say, I said. Oh, I, I don't know. Because I said sort of because I know that's there's why some I was people like, no, who get like. It is because. I yeah, didn't, yeah. Okay. I didn't all right. Go good. Because good. it is a Christmas movie. Good. Then there's no cans that we have to unlock no, here. We, no, we were on the same no. boat on, the, on that one. Yes. Um, I think one of my favorite things about this movie, like as much as I love the action and the gore in this, um, is the Christmas music that I thought just added so much humor to what was yeah. happening on screen. Like anytime people's heads are getting bashed in and you're just hearing like, da, 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 da. you know, it's just, it's so freaking hilarious to me because you don't expect it. And that's, I guess that's the whole point, right? The director's trying to give you different directions and ideas of what this well, actually could be. I mean, it, it goes, uh, it reminds me of how John Woo, like in Face Off, he did a juxtaposition juxtaposition of uh uh the wizard of oz song um oh my god i'm blanking on the what's the famous wizard of oz song the somewhere of the rainbow yeah yeah th that song is playing over like a violent explosive gunfight and that's you just hear the music and i was like yeah that's i mean it's a artistic way of going about it but also it uh elevates the humor in this movie because you hear you hear those sleigh bells Going shh, 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 shh. right and uh, i think it just adds to it even more so, so and once once again another trope of christmas movies is they like to pack they like to cram those movies with christmas music yeah yeah also may i just add that tommy Wercola, who's the director of this movie is uh i was looking him up a little recently and i just pop pulled him up again he's very well known for doing a lot of snow related movies like he huh. he's known for making dead snow uh, he worked on okay. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Uh, let's see. He, he did, I think, Dead Snow 2, it says here. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then, of course, Violent Night comes up on here, too. <laughs> like, man, this guy just loves his snow movies. I've never heard of Dead Snow. It's I haven't a, either. It's a, uh, a, a Nazi zombie. Um, like, these people, these, these people you are- You can stop like, right in, there. I'm in. I'm already in. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's no, like, it's, it's like a cult. It's like a cult uh, a classic of, um, you know, uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. Nazi zombies. They there's people skiing and then Nazi zombies get into it because there's treasure. They got you know it's old thing. It's old thing. So, 
I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, so don't. Yeah, we're here to spoil one movie. Every, every movie one. possible. You know? All the movies. Uh, <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and everyone dies at the end. The end. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, Damn. why don't we jump right on in to these uh, story beats and scenes one by one from the beginning to the very right. end. Uh, gentlemen, if we are ready for this. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right, so Violent Night directed by uh, Tommy. Why did I write CCC on, on our Google Doc? I am a loser. Okay, here we go. So on Christmas Eve, Santa Claus drinks at a Bristol pub and laments that children Bristol. have become... Huh? Yes, oh, no, a I've... Bristol pub. And laments that children have become increasingly materialistic in a world unaware he actually exists. Flying off with his reindeer and sleigh, he accidentally vomits on the bartender. I thought this was a freaking hilarious opening, uh, just because right from the get-go we're setting the tone. It's it's a yeah. Christmas movie. Starts off in a bar with you know all these grown adults all depressed drinking alcohol, and then you see Santa Claus, and you realize he's in the same boat as all the others. Um, and it really sets the tone on who the character is and what he wants or what his character arc is going to become uh, throughout this movie. But uh, what what about you guys? What what do we think of this opening sequence here? Um, I, I I mean I really loved it. It it gave me vibes of uh, Bad Santa with uh, mm. Billy Bob Thornton because he's yeah. he was always drinking. But like there's also um, oh my god I'm I'm terrible right now. But uh, there was uh, a lot of here, Santa I, Clauses that are very violent, huh? Because we got him, we got Mel Gibson, we got uh, I think Kurt Russell was an action star Santa um, at uh, one point. He no. he wasn't he wasn't no, he kicking was, anybody's no, asses. No, he was like Christmas Chronicles, the like kid. That's the one I was thinking about or something like that. Oh, okay. but I, I was about to say, uh, it's funny that he was in a bar with another Santa and drinking, uh, you know, to end the night sort of. Uh, but there, I was watching Married with Children recently, and there was a Al Bundy, the uh, the dad of right. the show. Obviously, he was a. Uh, being Santa for one of the Christmas episodes and he came into a bar that, and the whole bar was filled up with different Santas and they pushed out a <laughs> person dressed up like an elf and, and, but they were all like disgruntled and they hated, you know, Christmas and stuff. And I, I thought that was, you know, very funny because it brought me back to violent night, which I'm digressing right now. So I'll let, I will go. <laughs> what do you no, think? No, like you said, I, I thought it was great. This really does set the tone and it kind of gets us, gives us an idea of like, okay, I, I know where this movie's going. I, I Well, you think you know, but then it just ratchets it up to 11 after that. Oh, but it yeah. really does give you a good start as to like kind of giving you an idea what this movie's going to be like. And David Harbour, David Harbour is so great. He's very good at um kind of like the cynical kind of put upon kind of character who just doesn't give a shit. Like that's, you know, that's kind of where his character in Stranger Things starts off, you know, Hopper in Stranger Things. It starts off kind of on that level, like that cynical guy. And he plays that really well. And and just really quick about David Harbour. I think he's fantastic. I I love anything that David's in. Um, He's so good in this movie. And I, I really liked him as Hellboy, but obviously the movie wasn't that great, but he was a great, I thought he was a great Hellboy too, because he, he delivered that same type of personality that we saw here and, and some other roles, but he, he does it so well that it just works. I've heard, yeah, I've heard the movie's not great, but I've heard he's a good help. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a single project where I don't like David Harbour's work. 
You know, I, I, it's pretty difficult because he's such a charming, cynical guy. I, I love that about him. But he's so likable, too, yeah, at the same time. totally, there's, totally likable. There's likeable. something about him that he's just like kind of the everyman. You know, he can be kind of an asshole and cynical and all that stuff. But you do like the guy, you know, and, and, and that's part of what that's part of what works for him playing this version of Santa. You know, you, you still like him, of course. You want, you know, you want to. He's Santa. Yeah. Uh, so he does he does a good job writing that line. Definitely. Uh well then shall we move on to our next scene here, gentlemen? Yeah. All right. Let's ahead. Do it. So in our next scene we got in Greenwich, Connecticut, Jason Lightstone, his estranged wife Linda, and their daughter Trudy visit his mother Gertrude's mansion to celebrate Christmas with his alcoholic sister Alva, her new boyfriend and ex and wannabe action star Morgan Steele, and Alva's online streamer son Bertrude. That's all one sentence. Are you kidding me? Finding an old walkie-talkie for Trudy to talk to Santa, Jason and Linda overhear her only wish to become a family again. Oh, so cute. Oh. I, I honestly thought that, you know, as soon as I saw the walkie-talkie, I was like, okay, she's obviously going to talk to Santa, which is right. like, you know, I get it. Storytelling, that makes sense. It all connects for the what's, what's well, to come. Well, they allude to it in the trailer. I mean, Oh, yeah, the, that the yeah that's true. But, I, mm-hmm. I thought for sure he was going to just, like, start swearing at her, at this little kid, to make her realize Santa's just a jerk. But I'm glad they didn't take it that route. Uh, I'm glad they took it as a, he's a likable old drunk guy, you know, like he's he's got his problems, but with the kids, he's okay. Like he's very friendly with them. Um, like that's nice to see that he's at least still trying to be nice to kids. Um, well, I mean, I, I will say you you forgot to mention previous to this scene, he's vomiting on the bar owner as he rides off <laughs> in his sleigh to oh, get yeah, back no, to we- work. Sorry, no, we, we should have talked about that then. We, we said that in the first part here. Uh, yeah, the flying off with his, with his reindeer and sleigh, he accidentally vomits on the bartender. Um, that, that like, definitely also was another setting the tone kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. But, um, but yeah, no, he, he's, like, he doesn't care about the adults really as much as he cares about the kids. But, like, you know that he's kind of like a loose cannon, uh, depending on who the heck he interacts with, which I thought was really cool. Um, also, Greenwich, Connecticut. That's like really close to where I l- used to live in in Connecticut. That's really cool. Oh, nice. Did it? I don't remember it saying where they were uh, when we got there because yeah. I, I for for a moment I thought we were in like London or England somewhere because of the estate was so big. I was like, I don't think this is any place uh, on the U.S. But obviously, it was. I, I just. I mean, it might be Bristol, Connecticut. Because I mean, I mean, it it probably yeah. probably is because Bristol Pub, Bristol. Yeah, but wait, I, I'm blanking out because we saw this movie a couple of weeks ago at this yeah. point. So yeah. I can't remember if the people in the bar were British or not, or if they had I American. No, they were. No, because uh, wasn't the no. barkeep the the lady the bartender? Wasn't she British? I thought she I, was. it might have been just a, a Boston accent or or some kind of accent, but I I don't believe it was. Uh, maybe I'm completely getting this wrong now. It's been a while. <laughs> That's why I wanted to see it again. But I assumed it was a different, uh, like a different country, and yeah. I assumed it was in like England or, or Scotland or something like that. Because he then continues on his way. Yeah, to I make, get, that to, makes more around sense. Around the world, and then he gets to Connecticut eventually. Is yeah. there a Bristol, Connecticut? Yeah, there is a Bristol, Connecticut. Oh, might be spelled differently than uh, S T O L though. So I think it's ah. maybe not. I'm I'm gonna have to double check, but there is a Bristol, Connecticut for sure. Mm. Um, Sounds the same. That's all that matters. Right? Yeah, exactly. Our yeah, listeners are, are getting a wonderful lesson in, in Connecticut geography. Right now. <laughs> Tell us more about Connecticut, Kevin, please. Study your U.S. <laughs> maps, kids, because obviously we don't know what we're talking about. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't even know where Delaware is. Anyways, <laughs> we got. We also have uh, drunkenly delivering gifts. Santa arrives at the Lightstone Estate, where the uh, where the caterers reveal themselves to be mercenaries with Christmas-themed code names. Led by Mr. Scrooge, they slaughter the staff and take the family hostage. Santa is discovered by one of the henchmen, whose gunfire scares away the rain the reindeer, and they fight until Santa knocks him out the window to his death. Um, also, just really quick before I keep going on this part here, um, I really did like the uh, the introduction to the the family and the parents. I think yeah. they made it. They got straight to the point, told us what to expect from the families and stuff like that. Um, like the husband, wife, they were ex husband, wife now, and the daughter wants you know marriage. Yeah. We're all yeah. like, oh, it's a Christmas miracle story. Okay, that's really cute. Right. Um, and also the the new boyfriend uh, wannabe guy who shows up. All I could think was, please kill him now. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to say that we will talk about his death later, which is awesome. Um, but going on to what, what I just read here, um, I thought it was really creative the way that all, all the people that were working at that villa were basically all just the henchmen uh, in disguise. Like, it's, that, was, that was awesome. Um, and also when, when the rich snobby family members are being rude to the workers, there's a party that kind of goes... Damn, I kind of hope they get shot up now. Like, what the heck? And then you find out that the person that they were being rude to is a henchman. And I'm like, okay, you know, she kind of she kind of has earned it if she's going to kill those guys now. Like, she deserves to kill them at this point because they're terrible people. But, uh, what about you? What did you think about this scene here? Yeah, no, they're all very, they do a good job. They're all very unlikable, uh, which, which I think is interesting. What I've noticed with this movie is with the Christmas tropes, They'll introduce a Christmas trope and you're like, okay, here we go. This is like in every Christmas movie, but then they do a twist on it, right? <laughs> so we do, we introduce the family and then you got the couple, the estranged couple, the, you know, wanting to get a divorce. And we're like, okay, we've seen this before. But then the, what's unique about this movie is like, yeah, here's the Christmas trope, but then here's the twist. The family, they're all pieces of shit. They all are so unlikable and yeah. And so that's the part where you, you know, they're rude to the, to the caterers and all that stuff. I do like, uh, they all have their nicknames. Like one is peppermint. The other one's sugar plum right. right? and all that stuff. And then John Leguizamo, John Leguizamo is Scrooge. First of all, I love John Leguizamo. I think he's, uh, he's a super, I, I love seeing him in almost everything he's in. Um, and he's really good at playing, you know, he does the comedy, he does the drama, he's good at playing bad guys. So it's, and you could tell he's having a lot of fun in also, this movie. Also, wasn't he Luigi in the live action Super Mario movie back in the 90s? What are you yeah. talking about? I don't, I don't know what movie you're talking about. Oh, there, you're right. There, there is no such thing as that but movie. I don't, right. I've sorry, never heard right. of that movie. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. But, you know, he, he's he's fantastic in anything he's in. Um, I think one of my favorite movies of his is his performance as, I think it was Tybalt in the, the Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. Where oh, they, they, they did a more modern take of it instead of, like, back in the olden days. DiCaprio. DiCaprio and uh, whatnot. Yeah. But my favorite of his is with uh, in Spawn where he played the, the clown. Um, the clown. Oh, my God, that's right. The, Oh my God, I'm blanking the on the violator. Name. Violator, that's it. Violator. Yeah. <laughs> you barely even recognize that. Me was now. a great impression. <laughs> I'm the violator. Yeah. I as as much as uh, as yeah. There's some really crazy off the rails stuff in that movie, but yeah. I do find his performance in Spawn to be very 
interesting and fascinating and funny. So it's fun. You yeah, know what no, though? Like crazy. every time I see his performance in anything, like he just has this over the top kind of energy to him that I, I think just works so well for the movies that he chooses to work on. I would say he's 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 yeah. a bit reserved in most movies, like uh, in um blanking on it now, obviously. But oh no, in in the John Wick in the like, John, John Wick. Wick movie, he was very reserved. He was like he's got a know. he's got a great role in that show Bloodline on Netflix. He was really mm, good. He can yeah. play all. He can play. Yeah, he's all, all, over, all the over the board. All over. So the he's board. really good. But the um what I loved though was uh the head of the family was introduced because the trailers didn't show you like who it was or who you know, was related to whom, but, uh, Beverly D'Angelo from, uh, vacation. uh, the vacation movies, yeah. the mom. And I was like, Oh my God, that's her. And, uh, she, she was, she did an amazing job as just like an awful mother and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, Oh, I hope she gets killed. I mean, obviously you don't <laughs> want to feel that way, but if you, you do with some of the characters, the, although I will say that obviously they, uh, showed the divide well between the family with the, estranged uh mom and dad of the little girl so like the three of them were good like mm-hmm. they were i mean compared to the rest of the family so you kind of knew right. like all right at least these three will probably survive so maybe the rest would die and i and the way the movie was going <laughs> i thought they were gonna kill the rest of the family but yeah honestly, i could have sworn they were going to as well yeah. yeah but uh you didn't mention I really like the scenes where David Arbor's enjoying his cookies and milk and stuff. Th- those were just oh yeah. gold. Like he's just really into it. He's like, "What is? It? Oh my god!" And he would yeah, save them in his pockets, and oh, 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 it was just great. Yeah, just all those little scenes of him going around doing the Santa thing, you yeah. know, giving the gifts out. And they do a lot of setup in this part. You, you know, they set up the bag, they yeah. set up the sack. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a Mary Poppins thing. It's just like endless. Which that sack becomes, you know, they bring it back and do some clever things with it in the fight scenes later on. Yeah. So they do all this setup of like the magic, and you know, even the, he says it over and over. Like even he doesn't know how the hell it works. Yeah. And so they kind of set all this stuff up for later and yeah his acting in those scenes where he's just eating the cookies like oh my god yeah you know, <laughs> honestly though I, I want to go back to what you just said there with the he, even he doesn't know what, what his magic does or how it works i thought that was a so it was such a smart way to just tell the audience like listen we don't have to explain everything to you okay yeah, like just get over it too hard just, again yeah, turn yeah. off your brain and enjoy it because this is the fun part right here it's magic man come on Christmas magic. It's the Christmas magic. Exactly. Which I do think they say plenty, uh, uh, over and over again. Yeah, the they go, it's Christmas, Christmas magic. magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the, the, fights, the first fight scene that Santa has there is really cool because, you know, you, you start to realize that Santa Claus, yeah, he, he has some fight experience, but also he likes to use his surroundings to attack people with them. Yeah. And so he's like going around using his sack, pulling out random gifts and throwing them at the dude in the beginning. Uh, the way the guy dies, the the henchman dies against Santa by falling out the window and freaking getting stabbed by the the icicle. Man, that was just that was just a plus action film scene right there, in my well, opinion. I, I, it was also great storytelling in that action scene yeah. because obviously he is still Saint Nick and he's like, oh, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to get involved. That was one thing of the movie. He was like, I don't get involved, mm-hmm. and. And so he's trying to get out of this, like almost like a Jackie Chan movie where it's like, leave me alone. Don't I don't I'm trying to be just a regular, you know, and he's trying to leave. So after that first kill with him falling out the window, 
you could kind of see that change in him because later as we get into some of the other scenes, he's not using everything immediately around that he could grab. He's He's got certain weapons that he let, needs to use and yeah. think uh, knows how to use them, you know, and stuff like that. And so. we'll get to the hammer very soon too. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll come very soon here. But uh, our next scene here, we got a... Uh, Stranded, Santa decides he has to save Trudy and her family from Scrooge, who demands the $300 million in cash from the mansion's vault. Santa kills another henchman by stabbing his eye with a Christmas tree star, zapping him to death. Uh, Santa takes his radio, coming across Trudy's channel, and finds the mercenaries on his magical naughty list. Man, that magic naughty list stuff, like, that's... That's freaking... Ah, it's, it's the icing on top to me when, when he pulls yeah. out the Christmas themed stuff and he uses them to his advantage the man is literally using everything he can to survive this night uh yeah. everything at his disposal which and i they were just so creative with the way they brought these things out like he would pull out their names so he would know that they're all on his naughty list of course they are because they're pulling this stunt um but then you know he, he's like off uh trying to steal the walkie talkies from a dead body because why not i mean he has to survive you know it's all <laughs> about survival we didn't state the reason why he's trying to get that walkie-talkie uh, or trying to use it at first is because his reindeer flew off because they got scared from the That's bullets right. got, shooting at the roof. Right. And then uh, during this fight where he kills the guy with the ornament, uh, his bag gets burnt up in the chimney. Oh, no, I think his bag gets burnt up uh, later when he gets captured by Scrooge and the other henchmen. So he's, he still has the bag. Oh, you're, just... right, you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. I, that, yeah, because he's later. pulling stuff That's out of later. it. It's all good. We yeah, haven't seen this yeah. movie for like a, a week or two, so we're know, good. Yeah. But <laughs> still, this is the reason, though, why we got these this this Google Doc up here. But um, but no, I I think it, it's it's such a it was such a creative way to do that. Raul, how about you? What what did you think about that scene? Yeah, I love. Okay, so this is the first kind of we had the fight scene before with the icicle and stuff, but this is the first one where you're like, oh, is it's getting a little more intense and then yeah. you'll see as the movie goes on just when you think <laughs> just when you think it's gotten crazy oh just you wait with each fight scene that comes after it just gets crazier and more over the top and the gore and the violence and you're like oh my god and so it's just it, it was great like all the kills are so creative the guy with yeah getting getting the christmas tree star it's like who i've never seen that before in a movie me neither christmas tree star through the eye and then plugging it in and zapping the guy just like complete like his brain just like fries up it's just like insane i that's one of the things i love about a lot of these like horror movies that that have like really creative kills. I love I love shit like that. Um, just st show me stuff I've never seen before. And is this a fight scene where he's like, he keeps like reaching into the bag and he's like pulling stuff out, and then he's like, how could just please once just somebody want somebody want a knife for Christmas or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, can right. a kid just want one a knife for Christmas? Uh, <laughs> looking for something he can use as a weapon. Uh, just like throwing random gifts at him and stuff. And you know, my, my other favorite thing about that is just the henchman responding to Santa pulling out items from that bag and him mm. trying to grab his bag from him and then reaching in and being like, what the heck? There's, there's, how did you get this out of the bag? What? How does that work? To Santa Claus, not realizing this is Santa Claus. Like, come on. It just adds so much to the humor. And I, I think that works so freaking well. I really liked how he used, um, the bag to defend himself when he the guy was trying to stab him and he, he would uh just go right into the bag and oh, yeah. it would pre prevent him from being yeah, like, cut yeah. and, but also 
we we were seeing him take blows in cuts and stabs and we could tell that he's not like inhuman he can bleed and die out and so there was that right. danger there so I, w- I was glad he wasn't like invulnerable because then that would be kind of boring do you guys remember the, the the moment where he falls off the roof uh because you know he's he just finished that fight with the window uh through the window um falls out of the out of the roof it made me think of the scene from uh what's it called the santa claus with tim allen where they're like hey you and then he santa claus falls down and then you become the santa claus oh yeah someone <laughs> could easily do like a an edit of tim allen's uh version yelling at uh david harbour's santa claus falling down and then him becoming the action star that he needs to be (laughs) but um moving on to our next scene here we got the when trudy's walkie-talkie is discovered jason tells their captions that she is simply uh playing make-believe and declares that santa is not real causing her to run and hide in the attic santa reassures trudy over the radio revealing that he has he was once a nikamund I'm going to reread this. He was once Nikamund the Red, a bloodthirsty Viking warrior, and finds comfort in his 1,100 years of marriage to Mrs. Claus. I remember we were laughing our butts off that when this scene ha- happened. You know, we were just seeing him as a Viking. They do a flashback of him being all bloodied up with a, with a hammer, just hammering people's faces in together. Um, and the tattoos, like, oh, my God, that was insane. Um but Raul, how about you? What what do you think about all this stuff? Yeah, I I do like that. It kind of makes you what like if they do a sequel to this movie, it kind of makes me like I hope they kind of delve into this lore a little bit more and like his backstory and stuff because I got really interested in that and they don't really show too much of it. They show a couple flashbacks, but they don't really delve any yeah. deeper into that. But that was something that kind of made me go, oh, I kind of want to know more about that and how how he came to be Santa and all that stuff. But yeah, I do like that. You get a little bit of backstory, uh, you know, he's, and that he kind of has this kind of guilt that he carries with him of like, yeah, I was, you know, I'm, you know, I, I used to be uh, a bad person or whatever. Um, you know, uh, you know, they kind of running from his past kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I like the, the lore that they kind of set up here. What little, what little they did set up. That's a good point. I mean, he's he's trying to make up for all the wrongs that he did. Um, it's not just about him right. feeling like kids these days, they don't understand. But it's like he's also fighting an internal battle with himself um, on all the horrible things he had done. Uh, Chad, how about you? What, what did you think of all this? I No, I I thought it was uh, so creative and just so, so very funny just to see that there's this reveal to who he really is or who he was and the the fact that um because his name obviously wasn't saint nicholas so i'd wonder if there was a previous one before him and then they chose him to take it but i never know where the lure of santa kind of starts i forget you know the whole saint nicholas he finally you know well, everybody the knows there's a there's a santa then he falls off a roof and then the next well, i mean takes and then place. tim allen became the next santa well no there's you know the old german <laughs> yeah. like thing yeah but what but right. it makes sense that he's a viking and he's in the same vicinity as that where that happens right and uh no i i just thought that was a very interesting um take in that they could uh do so much with it like i could see a prequel of of if they wanted to focus yeah. completely on that they could or you know just uh sprinkle it in some more in like later ones if they continue if they try to do a, a sequel of sorts but yeah I I thought that was a, it was just enough where we weren't like confused, and it 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 made it right. fun. So it was, I I 
I loved it. Hey, you know what? Now you just you said something that made me kind of think of this just now. He was if he's like more German based or Viking based, why doesn't he have an accent? Well, over time, I would assume he would lose that. Well, is it that you lose it or is it that he just chose to use an American accent the rest of his life? I mean, you know what I mean? I, maybe That's I'm overthinking it. Maybe I'm overthinking well, no, it. But... Well, if, if you remember when he was saying who he was or uh, you heard his name and stuff like that, he did have an accent to it. Like, I think he did put like a little bit of a one to it. So I, I think it's still there. It's just to be... I'm sure he sounds like whatever to whatever kid he's talking to or mm. person. So there, since they were all American, he was, you know, sound like that or, you know, what was normal for the time. You know what? It, it kind of also brings up the point that, like, if he, if he had done an accent, it would I think it would have been too close to the whole uh, Black Widow uh, Red Guardian accent, which you know he's doing a Russian accent. And we've we've seen enough of him doing that already so that maybe it just makes sense to keep him Americanized in this. I I think this is just another one of those. Don't think yeah, about yeah, it too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a turn it's off really, your brain. This is not that type of movie that you can <laughs> take those kinds of things seriously for. Um, yeah. But actually, uh... no, you're right. That's definitely true. Um, well, then our next scene here, we got uh, one of the henchmen, Krampus, forces the family to pre present their gifts to Gertrude, who is surprised by a card from Jason. Wounded, Santa is captured by Scrooge, who bears a childhood grudge against Christmas. Santa's knowledge of their real identities convinces uh, henchmen, gingerbread, and candy cane that he is a he's real and uses his magic to escape through the chimney. So th this was the scene where they burned his his uh, his bag because they were yeah. like, hey, like get, let's get rid of this, and he's like, no. Um, but I do find it really funny that the two dumb henchmen were the ones that believed that he's Santa. But like, we're the audience going, he is Santa, guys. What are you what are you doing, <laughs> man? That's hilarious. Um, and also, I think, you know, Scrooge kind of being that guy who's like, I hate Christmas and I hate Santa Claus. I hate all everything about it ever since I was a boy. Yeah, um, I think it just worked so well. And then I'm I'm pretty sure it's safe to assume there was Christmas music playing while he's sharing his passionate dreams of how much he hates Santa, um, which only adds on to the humor, which I found so freaking hilarious and compelling. Um, not sure if you guys have ever seen you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged by any chance, but they did like a whole Christmas tree of might kind of thing where uh, there's, it's the same scenario as, as uh, you know, uh, Scrooge's point of view or how much he hates it. Um, but what about you guys? What, what did you think of all this? I, I, I thought the whole, you know, back and forth was great between them. And, and I thought uh, John Leguizamo is his Scrooge, character delivered the story perfectly because it was very reminiscent of if you remember the movie gremlins where the girl she gives her story of why <laughs> yes. she doesn't celebrate christmas and it just reminded me <laughs> of that which made out of left better. field scene in that yeah, movie yeah and because in a sense that felt very out of left field to me that him he was getting yeah. so uh, uh sensitive at that moment just being like he's been this tough guy this whole time and he's like well you know i i didn't use to any it was almost <laughs> like a pity party for him but what i thought was going to happen in that story is that santa was at the house where the the person he was stealing from got killed at and that he was waiting to be helped or he he's like why didn't you help me then and he's like i don't get involved type of thing and so i thought there was going to be something a little more personal there which i didn't care that there wasn't but i thought there was an opportunity for that 
to make it uh, more personal for the finale fight at the end. So I was like, oh, okay, but but no, it was still it was still fun to see the whole interaction of the two believing and then him just like, no, you guys are crazy and and all that. So yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't end up uh, turning on him and helping Santa eventually. Um, but I guess they had to save them for their oh, death no, sequences. No. I'm I'm glad they didn't yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. Get yeah. some good yeah. stuff with those two later. Yeah. <laughs> some really good Home Alone stuff with those guys. Um, Raul, how about you? What, what did you think about this whole scene? No, I just echo everything you guys said. I really like the yeah the two henchmen like starting to kind of go. No, what uh, is it, Santa? Are you been? And then John Logan like, what the <laughs> language? Fuck? Oops, there you go. Hey, there's our one F bomb. Oh boy. Uh, what the hell? Yeah, going. What the hell are you talking about? I don't. You know, I thought that was funny. And the, yeah, you start those two kind of come off a little dim. Um, of course, those are going to be our our proxy Harry and Marv at some point later on. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was great. John Leguizamo delivering again. This is bringing out the tropes. You know, taking another trope of there's the character that hates Christmas, and here's the yeah, like you said, Gremlins, Scrooge, The Grinch. Like you know, there's the character that had some they didn't get the gift they want, or something bad happened to him <laughs> on Christmas time, and they had this negative association with Christmas and maybe has some kind of resentment towards Santa or what have you. Um, yeah. Bringing that character, bringing, you know, an example of that character being in this movie, just the whole, and that's when I decided I was going to kill Santa someday. (laughs) I I think to me, what really sells it for this movie, it always cracked me up throughout the film is, you know, you got, you got characters like the Scrooge character and Santa, whenever they talk about their past, they're so serious about yeah. what their life was that you can't help but laugh because you're like, this is just so ridiculous. It's Santa Claus telling us about being a Viking. It's Scrooge, this guy calling himself Scrooge, talking about how much he he thought Santa was so mean to him and ah, screw Santa. Bleh. It's just it's so dumb, but it's so hilariously smart. And yet it's done in a way where it doesn't feel like a tonal clash. It doesn't feel like that. And I don't know, I'm trying to put my finger on what it is that that they do that it doesn't feel like that for, but, no, but it's, uh, it's it's very well balanced. I, I think it's made to be very satirical because when you play, like the whole concept of this is uh, silly, where if you play it serious, it makes it even more funny. And that's how you should that's do true. certain, like if you if you make a weird, a horror movie, like the movie... Uh, rubber where it's a tire killing people you know you got to play it serious and that makes it even funnier like that i think that's how you like if they Heck played yeah. this too goofy it wouldn't have been good i don't think and that's why i have to know more about this rubber movie now there's oh, there's, yeah. there's such a there's such an in-between though of that right like you, you they're going a little bit ridiculous but not so far ridiculous that you're like no. okay i'm i can't right. watch this it could but easily it, go in that realm where it could be too too over the top yeah. or too it could uh, yeah it could easily be like a uh, it could easily I, be a tonal class well they I, got it I, so well though like even when uh john Leguizamo's character was talking about how he hates he's rich people and like i was like yeah no i mean not to get into the, today's politics and stuff like that but like mm-hmm. there's classism issues and stuff like that and there's very wealthy people and I did not feel sorry for the family, the the bad part of the family, because yeah. of you know her hoarding that money, pretty much stealing that money, and I was like, no, yeah, this kind of deserves to be happening right now. So, I, I think. Well, I'm sorry, Chad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I I was just I just was like part of part of it was like, 
Ed, they're kind of justified for this. But you know, I'm in a I'm a psychotic person where I'm like, yeah, I I only need the smallest of reasons to be like, no, yeah, maybe this should happen. So. Yeah, it does it does give you a slight kind of for a moment kind of relating, or I guess kind of relating to the Scrooge character for a yeah. bit, you know, because they do a good job setting this family up to be like such pieces of shit, so just so unlikable that yeah. you do kind of understand and kind of kind of sympathize with him which you feel bad uh, for him yeah. yeah yeah a little bit a little bit and then that doesn't last very long but you did yeah. very briefly well going back really quick uh the the there was something that santa says in the movie's trailer that really set the tone for me of all this sense of humor that this movie had which I, it was just some kind of pun that santa said where he was just like let's get ready to deck some halls or something like that do you or remember you what mean- it was uh, I think Seasons Beatings. Seasons that Beatings. That's probably what it was. He didn't he, say it in the movie, though. Which is he, he didn't say it in the movie. No. But like that's to me, like they were like, man, how do we tell the viewers that this is what the movie is about? No. And as soon as he yeah. he says that in the trailer, I was like, I get it. I get what it was this marketed movie is. very well. No, yeah, very need, well for a movie like that. You do need a tagline that would sell what you're going for, and that does that very well with that and the and the rest of. How they presented the trailer was w- well done enough to be like, yeah, no, I'm sold on that. And to me, like the, what I was saying earlier, like that that's kind of the thing that made me realize I know exactly what this movie's going to be. Yeah. And so when I went in to watch this movie, for me, it was a it was a turn off your brain thing because I knew what it was. And I was like, hell yeah, this is all I ever wanted. I don't want to judge this movie at all for any negative stuff because I, I get it. I understand what they're going for. And it didn't disappoint. Like it. it I was able to enjoy the movie as as well as I could because it was just, it was awesome. It was hilarious. What I'm going to say is going to hurt Kevin's feelings. Oh, boy. I know he (laughs) he loves uh, Marvel and everything, but I I will say (laughs) that this movie was better than anything they've made in Phase 4 thus far. Comedy wise, or no, just all, all period, that, better just period, overall. It's better you overall it, period. I feel like it's hard for me to compare. It's, just, it's, it's, it's hard, hard to compare. Uh, compare uh, but I would no, say, I'm not saying movie, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, you know, that's what we all have different. I just can't criticize this movie. To the, it's, I mean, it's obviously yeah, but I mean, I mean, I'm more right, but. Um, <laughs> It was it was definitely enjoyable for me on a level that I did not feel watching most of the Marvel phase four movies. There's yeah. there's a there's a few that have come close, a couple that have come close. But but this one was just so much freaking fun. Um, yeah. just and level. that's what just, movies should be. They shouldn't be. Uh, right. Right. They've been putting out. I'll I say. will say I won't, I think, I won't I get into no, it, but they shouldn't. Yeah, I think No Way Home gets really gets Yo, gets. Uh, for me, I had uh, just as much fun, but I think yeah. Well, I mean, Go to ahead, me, I, it, it's just it's just hard to compare that to all the Marvel movies of Phase it's Four not, because it's not because Violent Night is a <laughs> Violent <laughs> Night is a comedy, um, and so it's the an only action comedy, the only comedy action comedy that I'm thinking about is Thor: Love and Thunder, which was all, not all, fun. All as, as we all <laughs> wait, 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 action comedies, okay? <laughs> They're all action comedies. Well, so not uh, that's that's also debatable. I think so. I think so. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I I think there there's some <laughs> movies. There were some Marvel movies that were more drama action that's why i'm i can't make the comparison because you you know yeah violent night was a ton of fun but i had just the same amount of fun watching no way home and really good amount of time i think the viewers i think the listeners sorry the listeners will from the podcasts (laughs) you've put out so far they will say chad's right 
<laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey, hey, all you listeners, if, let, let us know what you think about Chad's opinion. Send us an email at realgeeknews at gmail.com. I would love to hear that. Also, we have our movie review of Thor uh, Love and Thunder. And spoiler alert, we didn't really like it that much because Violent Night was a much better movie. Amen to that, everybody. Anyways, moving on to our next scene here because we're not going to keep talking about this part. <laughs> uh, Gertrude's private kill squad arrives, uh, led by Commander Thorpe, uh, but are in league with Scrooge and kill Morgan, the, the actor boyfriend, when he tries to escape, finding the vault empty. Scrooge threatens Linda and Jason confesses that he stole the money and was planning to flee with his wife and daughter, or ex-wife and daughter, which he explained in his card to his mother. He reveals the money hidden in a in a nativity scene outside and Gertrude forgives his treachery as a lightstone rite of passage. That, that was, I think this was another one of those moments that was like, Oh man, those rich people in this movie really are just terrible because, like, the mother's just like, You stole all my money. I respect that. Good for you. Like, oh man, really? Like, you're okay with that? But all right, it's just, it's a rite of passage for your family. All right, it just makes me like them so much less. But I don't know. It's interesting. Chad, thoughts on this scene? Uh, well, no, I, I really like that because earlier in the movie when they, uh, were, bringing the introduction of the mother of the whole family coming in you kind of already got that sense because the the other side of the family uh was sucking up to her and be like oh well, yes mom you know we're we got you all these stuff blah 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 blah. but he uh the the son there he sat in the back he's like you know this year i'm not gonna suck up to my mom and that's because he's already in the mindset and it's like then you as the movie goes on you kind of figure out he did something with the the gift he gave uh gertrude his mo his mother and uh so it's like oh it's, and then it was you kind of got it it was like okay he stole the money and then it's like obviously she's gonna i felt i kind of saw it already coming her accepting it was like you know i'm proud of you for doing that i respect that but the fact that she was like trying to tell him to not give up the money and let you know one of the family members be shot was uh was Obviously, yes, an example of she's a terrible person and she is still a terrible person. It's also weird that I, I kind of just in my mind assumed that the kill squad that she was calling up was going to turn on her as well, because like the character just isn't likable. Like the, the mother was just so unlikable that of, of course your kill squad would turn against you. Like if they knew that they were going to get a cut of all this money, like of course they're going to turn on you. Well, I mean, yeah. they even gave a, a hint of that when she when she mentioned the kill squad to the bad guys in the beginning. Um, uh, there was a the story that followed behind them using them for like another situation in the past and that, you know, the kidnappers were never found and stuff. And so it was kind of like, all right, what the hell is going on with that story? It's a little fishy mm. what you just described. So I kind of already guessed yes that that would happen and it kind of played out exactly like uh die hard 2 with the marines that came in to help the right. terrorist situation and they were part of the terrorists uh revealed at the end there and i was like oh that's die hard 2 i was like okay there you go very awesome so it i was giddy on all fronts there for that for all that so Heck yeah. Raul, how about you? What did you think of all that? Yeah, this is one of those, again, this is kind of, you know, we're the family that we're following, the central family, right, you know, that we're following, they're, they kind of at the beginning come off as, well, they're the goody two-shoes, right? They're the, well, the son, you know, he's he's not as bad as the other ones. And then this scene comes and you're like, 
Oh no, he's just as shitty as the rest of them. Like he was planning on stealing the money. So uh, that was a nice little, nice little reveal there. Um, I was gonna say that's another. I was gonna say, did anybody else see that twist coming with the kill squad? And I, I did, I did get that feeling. Like I was like, this, you know, they're, they're gonna turn on them. And then sure enough, yeah, he's in league with Scrooge. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I thought this was a, I thought it was a good sequence. But also like. Before that, there wasn't that many henchmen, so I was like, oh, this movie's going to be pretty quick if he's already handled, like, two or three of them. And yeah. then the henchmen got even bigger with the kill squad coming in. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Now there's now the kills are going <laughs> to start happening. So I, I thought that was that was good because I was like, oh, I was hoping there would be more action. And then there, there pleasantly was to follow. And then I think, it, it, you know, the kill squad coming after San and shooting at him gave us a second shot of uh, Santa Claus falling off the roof so that Tim Allen could steal his powers. That's all I have to say about that. But yes, also the the boyfriend, the actor boyfriend who gets shot up by the kill squad had me dying because I was so excited for him to get shot up. He was just such a terrible human being. And so just that happening to him, I was I, I remember vocally going, oh, yes, yeah, he deserved it. Ah, well, I, I will give him credit, though, to get to escape the house in the first place. He did have some action moves that he released on one of the guys before he did like <laughs> a kick or a something. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that from him. But and then he immediately like jumped out the window or or I forgot how he got out. Yeah, he jumped through the window. Yeah, yeah, right? he, yeah, yeah he, he went he out ju- the window. He jumped out yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> broke you know, right he's through out it. Of there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love that. Uh, I think he was like bringing up his movies to the to the kill squad or something like that. And I, I thought it was just funny that he thought that would make a difference of it. <laughs> like, I'm an actor guys. You guys don't like, know me for, you know? Oh, so good. Well, our next scene here, then we got a uh, retreating to a shed. Santa finds a sledgehammer and brutally slaughters the kill squad. Trudy creates traps inside by uh, home alone, uh, resulting in gingerbread's death and candy cane prepares to shoot her, but is killed by Santa. Scrooge gives the order to kill the hostages, but uh, Alva, Linda and Bert manage to kill Krampus instead. Um, man, I, the the introduction to Santa going back to his roots and get, getting his sledgehammer from the shed and just, you know, taking off his jacket a little bit, showing off all the tattoos again, like the lighting over his head in, the, in, in silhouette when he's trying to dramatically prepare himself to fight these guys had me dying because, again, it was just one of those things where it's like character being very serious in a situation that just seems so silly with Santa Claus. Um, but then him brutally murdering all this, all these kill squad members, I thought worked so well. And, you know, again, like what Raul's been saying, there's so many creative kills in this movie and this one specifically, this, this sequence had so many cool, uh, sledgehammer attacks that I didn't think were possible and they were really awesome. Um, and then we got the home alone scene. Uh, well, first of all, how, how do we feel about the, the, the shed uh, fight scene for you guys? What did, what did you guys think of that? Uh, well, I, I thought that uh, obviously everything that happened there was amazing. But as throughout the movie, we've had Santa doubting himself as well because, right. you know, this Christmas spirit has changed and, and whatnot. But like uh, him talking with the kid, kind of slowly pumping him up and like, at this moment, I think he was just bleed. He was obviously bleeding out because he was like, he. Oh yeah, he used a, uh, he used a uh, Christmas wrapping on his wound, 
that he right he was, yeah i thought he that was, was funny bleeding yeah. pretty bad from <laughs> and he was like sewing it up because he, he wasn't able to heal uh like he used to because christmas spirit was so low nowadays and uh magic what are you gonna do yeah and and so i felt that when uh she was talking to him through the uh the walkie-talkie and she re- revitalized that it's like hey maybe use these bad things you did for good maybe it's a good reason to and then he you know i think uh some light shines on the hammer the sledgehammer in the shed or something like that <laughs> yeah and then obviously we get that dramatic hit reveal of him taking off and uh but I, I i you couldn't tell how big the shed was because it was very uh like uh medium shots of when he was taking out guys which was good because you weren't like is it seemed like it was much bigger than it was it was probably very yeah. small because he was taking them all out in the same place. It's like, how do these guys not see him fighting all these people? But they <laughs> they did it well enough where I wasn't like, oh, this is not believable. But it, it was too fun to not to like think about it too hard. You know, it was just like I'm enjoying this for what it is. And my favorite kill though was the, I think it was the uh, snowplow uh, in the in the uh, garage oh, where yeah. the guys like <laughs> rope gets like thrown into the uh, the the uh grinder and it just pulls him in it's like was it rope or was up. it or was it christmas lights or am i oh you're, you're right it was christmas lights yeah you're right the christmas lights so good you know what it's almost i feel like i'm connecting this to a, a mix of god of war from the playstation 4 version where uh, kratos is finding his his weapons again for the first time and getting ready to get back into into the action uh, mixed with a combination of Batman Begins, where he's just hunting down all the henchmen one at a time. Yeah. Like, it just goes from one sequence to the next, and it just rocks so hard because they could, took the best part of each of those things. What's up, man? All, oh, no, I was just going to say, you could also say that it was uh, very similar to John Wick when he breaks open the floor to grab his guns. Yeah, that's because, so true. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is very John Wick, too. And I think uh, some John Wick people also help make this movie too i'm not i, I wouldn't be surprised I, oh really so they're great that's why i was like oh the action's very john wick ish too so um yeah no that was fantastic and the home alone part as well oh well no before yeah, we so jump we... to that i let i'll let you go into the shed part uh raul so, what do you think oh, about no. the shed yeah this is this was great this is yeah like when he finally uh accepts you know when he has that pep talk when trudy gives him that pep talk and he's finally like kind of accepts and stops running away from his past and he's got the hammer oh my god this is like when he goes off the rails here the the the, the action the gore and the violence goes off the rails and this is another one of those sequences that takes it up a notch even more yes the snow plow death all that stuff oh my god i just remember all of us just like making audible sounds yeah. with each oh, kill yeah. um yeah no i thought this was this was super fun uh, i think th- this fun. scene alone made me realize that this is a movie that you have to bring all your buddies to go watch every year like that this is the scene that will make that so enjoyable and so worth it um because it, it was just so awesome and again what you just said us all going oh, oh boy like the whole freaking scene it, it it really did just sell it for me but uh the home alone sequences uh yes. i thought was hilarious but i want to hear from you guys uh Raul, what did you think about the home alone scenes Oh my God. So this is another thing that, you know, we're cherry picking from different Christmas movies. And yes, as soon as I realized what was about to, what was about to happen, I'm like, 
Oh my God, here we go. This is going to be like Home Alone. But of course, you know what kind of movie this is already. So you're already like kind of ahead of the movie. And like, at least when that sequence was coming up that she's like, Trudy is like starting to set up booby traps and stuff. I was thinking like, oh, here we go. We're going to do a Home Alone thing. Oh, but shit, this movie. Oh, what is that going to look like? And it's just like Home Alone, but with the violence ratcheted up. There is Rated a- R. There is a nail sequence, like with Hoa, I think it was like the first Home Alone, right? Or Home Alone 2. But this ain't Some no, this ain't no Marv just stepping his foot <laughs> on top of the nail. This yeah. was like, sure, like the guy falls and the nail goes through his jaw and he's like hanging there by the nail from his, <laughs> from his jaw, from his chin. And you're just like, oh my God, like. Oh man, I just I enjoyed the hell out of that scene and like literally all these booby traps because it's like how many times have you seen Home Alone? Yeah. And like they get they get hit with all these booby traps and they're they're they get up and they're like kind of beat up, but you're like, come on, that would kill the guy. This is like <laughs> this is like bringing the realism into it. Um and it's so oh, yeah. much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. And I really love the girl who plays Trudy. Um, I will say she's she's really great in this movie because she yeah. does a good job playing kind of the you know the, the, there's there's the kid character in all these Christmas movies that's like the bubbly kind of oh it's Santa I knew you'd come Santa Santa's gonna come for me but what's great about the way she does it in this movie is it's it's delivered the same way as it is in all those other movies. But the justification between her kind of character and all this other shit we're seeing is really kind of what what, what makes it fun to watch. And then you're seeing this girl, you know, uh, start setting up all these traps to kill these people, these really brutal traps, these booby traps. Um, so I just had so much fun with this sequence, uh, you know, as as a kid who grew up watching Home Alone and now as an adult, like seeing like what that's like, you know, but like realistically, uh, that was just a lot of fun. Chad, how about you? The way they revealed the traps were like chef's kiss because uh, like even the first one that they came across the the nail sticking up out of the step and i was like oh obviously that's reminiscent of home alone uh one and two i think they did it in both or just one I, but but they're then they reveal the twist to it as the guy he was like what I'm, I'm not gonna fall for this and then the the step below it has a saw like uh so he would like fall down that's right that's right and, it was and saw, they did it huh? with each trap too where it was something simple and stupid and you were like uh obviously these, these people aren't going to fall for that because they're mercenaries <laughs> so the, i i just love that that there was uh there was just like it was cute and then very deadly like it started right. out cute and very deadly and and the the funny thing is how we were describing the whole family they're terrible people and stuff like that but then we see the cute daughter and she's so nice that there's right. this maybe the very demented side to it because um santa even santa was just like uh i forget what he said to her because um i think she was trying to curse at one point because he said at let's kick some ass and he's yeah. like oh whoa I, let's keep you on that nice list trudy you know? <laughs> and I, I thought that was so funny so yeah there there was just like this child like fun to her in this scenario but the deadly uh, things that followed through with how she dealt with them. I was, I, I thought Santa would have to come and save her, but no, she was able to fend them off on her own. And I thought that was great. So it was unsuspected 
I I I I I thought otherwise. So yeah. No, oh I, God, I the part with it. the with the glue, he, she like glues the. I can't remember the the henchman's name, but she like glues her to the floor and it oh, just yeah. like rips the back of her oh, scalp yeah. off. Oh Man. my God, that had me wincing. Oh God. I think for me, every time I saw the nail, I I got so triggered because ever since I've seen the movie A, A Quiet Place, where you see the yeah. nail in that scene, I always right. assume someone's gonna step on it now. And so oh, I yeah. saw it in the movie, and I was like, "Oh, here we go! Something's about to happen with that nail, man! Come on, here it comes!" But, but yeah, it turns out to be way worse than you imagined. Oh, way worse! Then as soon as it hits the guy under the chin, it made me think of uh, I think it's called Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. That's the one with yeah. the oh, with, yeah. where the main bad guy gets yeah. it right through underneath. But it wasn't it wasn't a nail in that movie. It was a uh, it was, it was a like the fence from like it was like a mini golf. I thought I thought it was the mini golf like church house that. Oh, had, like, you're right, you're right. Sorry, sorry, the steeple sorry. Of the right church. through him, but and then he's like he's still oh. talking like oh my god. Although it's it's weird because in plenty of action movies, when the guy stabs him with a knife through here, he he's dead. But yeah. I guess since it's a nail, it wouldn't have killed him immediately or something. Like that. If, if anything, that that just like made it worse because the guy's yeah. just like <laughs> he's <laughs> hanging there too. He right, isn't he? Because then at one point, <laughs> like his legs, like he can't he can't pull himself up by his legs or his arms, and so he's just literally dangling there oh. by the nail. Oh God, it made me cringe. Man, just, just, just describing it makes me like feel it physically in my body, and I'm like, pain. Ah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I forget what exactly kills him. It was like the bowling ball that hit the nail in his head. It was something? definitely the bowling ball, yeah, because yeah. the, the, the nail hit his forehead, and he was like, oh, and then the ball went boom yeah, right okay. in his forehead. That's what it was, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so another nail, that's right, another nail. Another nail hit him in the fort in the skull, and he fell to the ground. And the balls that were meant for the other henchmen fell down through the hole. Oh god! It was just so like, but it was so satisfying at the same time. Like they, the director, he knew exactly what he was doing with that timing. It was so, French kiss, very very good. But um, moving on to our next scene here, you guys, we got uh, Scrooge and Thorpe flee, or Thorpe or Thorpe, Thorpe, Scrooge and Thorpe flee into the woods with the money and a captive Gertrude uh, pursued by Santa. Linda kills the last mercenary and Trudy sees her parents reunite with a kiss. Lured by Scrooge, Santa uh, crashes into a cabin. Scrooge finds himself on the naughty list and acknowledges Santa is real, but is determined to kill him and end Christmas. They fight and Scrooge gains the upper hand, but Santa Santa uses his magic to drag him up the cabin's chimney, uh, eviscerating Scrooge. Oh. Raul, I, want, I, I know exactly what you're about to say, so I, I just want to hear your thoughts on that that kill scene real quick. If Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> had had Santa Claus as a DLC character, this would be his fatality move right here. Fatality. I mean, just seeing him, he comes up through the chimney and he's holding like, you know, pieces of of scrooge and it's like bloody pieces and guts like shoot everywhere oh man it was just so oh you just see like his spine was bent backwards when he came out of the the freaking chimney like yeah there was that moment where it's it's funny because there was a moment where like he he didn't quite he got caught and then he like got pulled and it wouldn't he didn't quite fit and then he got pulled again <gasps> like that yeah. first time when he gets stuck you know he gets stuck <laughs> a little bit and then finally he goes through, oh god and then the sound effects these bones snapping and all those squelching <laughs> and whoo that was that's crazy again yeah this is santa's fatality move i loved it i loved <laughs> it so god. much 
it, it took me by surprise because they did such a good job making you forget about the fact that he could use that ability in the chimney anymore. Right. But like the right. whole the whole now he finally believes in himself and his internal conflict is going like he almost had a he had a Spider-Man 2 web block situation. And so now yeah. that he finally believes in himself, he can use it. So as soon as they fought, they were fighting next to the chimney, I was like, OK, cool, cool set piece. That's fun. And then he did the thing and I was like, wait, oh my God, <laughs> how could I have forgotten right. that? That's freaking hilarious. But they I do a good job setting, they set that up so well and it pays off so well because of that. Totally. And also let, let me go backwards now for a second because we had the, the husband and the ex-wife having their fight sequence with their other henchmen that they were fighting. Um, I thought that fight scene lasted so long and I understood it's, you know, it's not Santa Claus just slamming people with sledgehammers. It's the husband, the wife, they're going to take their time trying to fight this guy because they're not used to fighting. But there was a point where I was just like, is he going to die? Because if the dad's going to die, just kill him already. Because this is taking, I thought this was taking too long. Let, let's get back to Santa, okay? But if, if, if there's anything that I found wrong with this movie, it was just that that scene, in my opinion, just took too long. But uh, Chad, how about you? What, what did you think of all that? Uh, I I I would uh, disagree with you on that. I thought it was, I mean, through the their fight, the chase scene on the snowmobiles was happening. So it was like a back and forth almost, I felt. So it didn't really feel long to me. And obviously they're not trained combatants and it's going to be a little harder for them to take down this guy. So... And I, I don't think I forget how they killed him. I don't remember exactly, but I think they I think the mom took a nativity character or Jesus or something and smacked the guy in the head or something like that. Was that what it was? Uh, Raul, I, I, you know? I think it was something like I that. I think so. That sounds or, or got he got stabbed with it or something like that. But yeah, I I, 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 I was like, no, the, obviously, in a sense, I, I think the mercenary would have killed them both. But obviously, it was for the sake of the movie, this is. This is the moment that they um, worked. They they physically worked through their emotional uh, problems. Like it was it was funny. It was almost like this was their therapy that they were doing. Killing this one guy helped them fall back in love at the moment, and that that's what made it very funny. And I do. I, like I, it. I thought it worked. It worked very well. I didn't think it was too long. I understood what they were trying to do with it. You know, and, when when you say it from that perspective, I, I, that actually does sound like it would it makes more sense now to me. But uh, yeah, no, that that's true. And then it was nice because then they had the little button on top of closing off the 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 character arc of the parents not being together and the daughter wanting them to get together. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then they they all went through that experience together. Um. Yeah, very lovely. I do like I do like that that, that they do give the members of the family kind of an opportunity to kind of get in on the action and kill and kill some of these guys. Uh, what's her name? Linda. They do that thing where they set up, they're like, you know how to use a gun. And she was yeah. like, what? Well, I, I, you know, my dad took me hunting a few times. And then, so she's got the gun. So she's got her moment. She's get, you know, she's killing the guy and she killed the one henchman. Um, yeah. I do like that. They give some of these members of the family uh, uh, some opportunity to kill these guys. Well, also like it gave, the father uh, a little bit of redemption off of his kind of mischievous yeah. behavior from earlier right. uh he because i think family. santa while he's like hiding behind the nativity scene the father uh santa is like telling him like hey nut up and like help out or like he was kind of like pushing him to i think that that happened right like he he spoke to him like hey man uh, you guys are on your own for a moment or because he was going after scrooge yeah but 
I, I felt that whole thing was it, it worked well, and then the snowmobile chase was very Die Hard too as well. I was like, oh, this is like Die Hard too again. <laughs> but also, it it felt a little um, Return of the Jedi as well with the 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 bikes and the. That's and what the I was thinking. And yeah, and um, I thought uh, Beverly D'Angelo, Gertrude, the 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 mother of the whole family. I thought she was gonna turn out to be like the real bad guy at the end and like shoot Santa or something like that. But that didn't happen, thankfully. I, but uh, no, I I thought that whole interaction um, with her and her the head of her kill squad him. Her killing him and i was like okay that that's justified there and everything that was cool the chase scene and uh the f- what i loved about the finale fight between um santa and john L- L- john liguizamo or scrooge i guess we're, we're we've been calling him scrooge. uh what i loved about that fight was how their arena changed because at first he crashes into the that little broken kind of build down building and the whole place starts to light up on fire i was like oh my god are they gonna fight in a flaming building now and it was, I was like, so that's, badass that's so funny <laughs> and i was like yeah okay and then it just escalates even more so and uh i did kind of think that i was like this chimney's here i think he's gonna use it i didn't think he was gonna use it how he did though i thought he was gonna right. when he was like on the ground getting beat because john Leguizamo was actually holding his own taking him you know chopping him down and stuff and I thought he was going to go up the chimney to be on top and jump down on top of John Leguizamo type of right. thing. But he, they used it differently. And that, I was I was glad I was surprised by that because that was so cool how they did it. it oh, was, yeah. But it was very unexpected. Yeah. Fatality. And I just love the the brutality of their fight between the two. It was it, it just worked so well. Like I was like, I was like, oh, man, this is I've by my dopamine and my adrenaline were up here and i was like yes this is this is what i want i want and i was like i need this kill to be awesome and they 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 pulled it off and i, I was just... genuinely worried about santa too like oh you, no you yeah i'm like bleeding yeah. and everything wasn't there a part where scrooge he like doesn't he's got like knives coming out of his shoes or something right did that happen i want to say you might be right not that no 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 not that not he had um his his shoes turned into like cleats so he could he could uh grip onto the ice oh yes oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah i forgot about yeah. that whole dynamic them yeah. fighting on the ice and santa slipping around which gave john guzamo the kind of the advantage in that fight and i was like oh this is this that's the thing like a great action movie has storytelling even in the action scenes mm-hmm. and like you could tell there was this progression through the fight that was it just it was done very well and i i, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. when i when they give you something like that and also that it wasn't so close up where you couldn't see the actual fighting like you actually i'm not going to say it was like as amazing as the raid or anything like that but i'll say that the the camera sat back and let you watch it instead mm-hmm. of like oh cut 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 no, cut, cut no cut, shaky right. cam you know yeah and i i appreciate that so which even elevated the action more, which I think every sh- action movie should do. That man, you, I think you said everything you, we needed to hear at this point. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, moving on to our next scene here, we got uh, uh, Santa is fatally shot by Thorpe, who is killed by Gertrude, uh, and Jason burns some of the money to keep him warm. But Santa succumbs to his wounds. Truly inspires. Uh, 
Trudy inspires her family to declare their belief in Santa, and he had, and he's revived, admitting that he still does not really understand how magic Christmas magic works. <laughs> His reindeer return, and the Santa bids goodbye to Trudy before flying off to finish delivering gifts. His faith in Christmas renewed. This was strike three for me. When Santa gets shot and falls, I, I was going to be like, all right, cut, now cut the camera to Tim Allen with a gun saying, hey, you, Psh, shooting him and then gaining his powers. It has to happen one way, guys, and I'm pretty sure that would have been the perfect freaking ending for a Santa Claus movie if Tim Allen was there. But frankly, it can't be that funny. But it was it was very shocking when he got shot, and uh, you know the the idea of them using the money to burn next to him to to keep him warm. I love that the siblings were like, "What are you doing? You can't burn all that money. That's a, that's half a million dollars." And I'm like, didn't you guys have like $300 million? Like, I'm pretty sure $500,000 does not mean anything to you guys at this point. So who cares? It's just money. Burn it, burn it, burn it. Um, but Raul, how about you? What did you think about all this stuff here? Yeah, no, again, this is another kind of juxtaposition with the, you know, the, the, this kind of movie being such a violent kind of action film. And then we still have our, you know, our Christmas film trope of like, you know, the, the let's revive him. If we just believe, right. <laughs> if we just believe, and then he comes back to life. And again, yeah, the, huh, I don't know, Christmas magic. I don't even Christmas understand. magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just done so well, the juxtaposition and, and, and the way they kind of weave these, these things into this movie. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Chad, how about you? Uh, no, I, I, I loved, um, how they brought him back to life where I, I thought maybe like it would be, um, a teardrop or something hitting his face and he'd be like, huh? You know, waking up like that typical <laughs> silly thing. But no, I, I was, I was, I was happy to see that they went, they followed through with the whole believing in Santa, you know, makes him stronger and, uh, you know, the magic works again and, and the, and it was, a, it was a touching moment too, because like they, this man, even though they didn't believe he was in it did help them survive the night or Christmas Eve into Christmas day. And I think that it really just uh, was a great cap to the movie, but I love that they got to see the actual sleigh too. Like it wasn't just, he walks off or he's disappeared, but the sleigh comes a bit or shows up and then he's, I love his interaction with his reindeers because his reindeer because it's so funny. Him and Blitzen are just it's like yeah, Blitzen, I know you. <laughs> yeah, he steps like, he steps on the on the shit and he's like yeah. very unprofessional. Yeah. Should have should have called Rudolph, man. Um that whole thing. That's why I was I part of me, I think I was like, I could see a sequel happening where it would be uh maybe they're defending the North Pole with him and his wife, and his wife is also like a, a some sort of viking or something like that and his wife but, is charlie's theron yeah oh man but, um but i but part of me i was like no even funnier would be a, a, a like almost like a buddy cop film of him and blitzen trying to get out of trouble <laughs> and like you see the reindeer actually getting some kills in too and stuff like that but uh but all, all in all though i i thought that was a nice ending with the the magic reviving him so he could finish the night delivering gifts and presents because they brought his second bag and there was a note from Mrs. Claus. It's like, thought you might need this and stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, no, it was just like, oh, it's a happy ending. Except, you know, obviously that one guy of the family got killed and uh, Man, nobody needed him. No, but yeah, no, I mean, he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't going to get on the nice list anytime soon. I'm sure. 
Also, and, I, I will let me throw in that Gertrude shooting, uh, you know, the, the guy that shot Santa to me was like, a, OK, all right, you're not all that bad because you did just save Santa or you did, you know, I mean, that's the smallest of. Yeah, it was a small thing. But like, like, I was like, I was like, you know, I, I wanted to completely hate her. But then she did that. And I was like, all right, OK, but you're still, still going to get you're cold, still a terrible I'm person. Sure. Yeah, she's definitely going to get cold. But she, you know, she did something to redeem herself at least a little bit. So I was yeah. like, all right, okay. Um, well, finally, we had the the mid credit scene, which was Bert, the, the, the cousin, recording a video with Thorpe's corpse, uh, boasting that Santa is real. I think when we live in a world now where Marvel movies have gotten us used to mid credit scenes and post credit scenes all the time, uh, it's interesting that they decided to do one for this type of movie as well. But also, like, it didn't bring anything to the table for, like, a future movie, but it, it was just the silly... Uh, it's, it's a silly mid credit scene. Uh, this is not that kind of movie. No, it's, no, it's really I, I not. Think, I think it was very reminiscent of older films where they did do mid credits or end credits stuff, but it, it really didn't evolve to be anything else other than just an extra little tag for the movie. Here, here's a here's a funny thing. Here's an extra happened. funny thing that we had that we wanted to show you, you know? God, I... Mean, I, other... I, I really miss those comedy films from, like, the early 2000s and 90s where, like, at, at, at the end of the end in the end credits they would always show you bloopers of the movie oh. that would have been that would have been really sweet to see I, for this rush I, hour I, I remember rush hour doing oh that. rush hour yes i really think um what would have like this movie was 100 percent for me but what would bring it to like 110 what would what would have soared into the outer space uh <laughs> so good would it be if it if it ended with a rap summing up the movie in the credits, like old movies used to do in the eighties and nineties, where it was like some <laughs> rap group just doing like, Oh, Santa Claus going out to, you know, the, and I thought, because the way the movie was, I was like, this would be perfect. If there was a, a rap song at the end that just some like went through the whole plot of the movie, <laughs> like MC hammer with the yeah. Adams family or, or like, uh, or at the end of ghostbusters where they have the rap song is like spirit. So people hear it. So people fear it. Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I would, miss that would have been the bow tie to the present. Yeah. It would, it would have been like, uh, amazing because like <laughs> Ninja, uh, the original Ninja Turtles movie in 1990, one of my favorites, uh, at the end of the credits, there's the, the rap song that sums up the movie about the Ninja Turtles. And I was like, T-U-R-T-L-E, power. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like the mean machine, you know, and they the, go into the hole. <laughs> That's so good. So good. So I, I, I really think if they do a release of a soundtrack, there should be just a, like, even if it wasn't in the movie, just throw it on that soundtrack. Get me, get me easy E or someone like <laughs> doing that cheap, uh, silly boom bap rap for the plot. Well then, so so I know I know we already I'm pretty sure we already know the ending or the answer to this question, but do we want to see a sequel movie to this? I I I would like to, yes, but I can understand if they don't. I was like, it's fine if they don't. I don't mind if they don't. But if they do, I'm not going to say no. As long as the it's same a, people are involved, I I'll, I'll be totally on board. I don't think this is a movie that necessarily needs a sequel, yeah. but if they do happen to do a sequel. I would be open to it. I do think it's hard because it's like we already the part of part of the novelty of this movie is like seeing something we've never seen before, and the yeah. novelty of like Santa just killing people in very creative ways is something that we've now seen with the first movie. So 
The question is, how do you top that? And yeah. also, we gotta, you know, we gotta see something different. You know, you can't just have the the same thing over and over again. Or unless if you're gonna, you know, take more diehard tropes, you know, just yeah, yeah do the same thing again and just have have Santa just like reference that. Oh, how could what was it the, the line John McClane says? Same thing happened to a guy twice or something like that. <laughs> or the, oh yeah, um, I forget what he says, but. <laughs> The, How could the same thing happen to the same guy twice? What I could see happening, though, is like maybe John Leguizamo had a brother and then his brother goes to the North Pole oh. hunting. For, he's like, "I, you killed my brother, Santa Claus, I'm coming for you. You know, and then uh, have have a an army of elves versus uh, an army of mercenaries at the North Pole. <laughs> that'd be uh, that'd be great. Maybe make it. make uh Louis uh, that Scrooge. I'm just gonna say Scrooge because my tongue is not working properly. Uh, his brother would be played by. Uh... Oh man, now I'm blanking out what I was about to say. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Who's the guy from Bob Hoskins? No, no, no. The guy from <laughs> No Country dead. for No Country for Old Men. <laughs> oh. uh... Javier Bardem? Javier Bardem plays his brother in the sequel. <laughs> no, Him you know who like... actually needs to play his brother in the sequel? Antonio <laughs> Banderas. Oh! He would, he would bring up the comedy to that with it. Oh, that's great. such a good idea. My God. That'd Plus be him sliding around like El Mariachi from the Desperado series would be <laughs> awesome as well. Just him with... But, you know, I think he's had some health issues recently, so that probably wouldn't happen. But, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, I... I, I, I I could see there's plenty of different ways to go about it. Obviously, don't rush that film. Obviously, take, you know. Yeah, your take your time. Well, I, I do have some good, good news. I have some good news that the movie, so the movie, as of this recording, came out two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. the, the box office, or the budget for the movie is $20 million. And the, the box office, so far the movie has made $40 million. So it's already doubled its its budget. Uh, tremendously and it's not even over yet we still have two more weeks until Christmas is completely done and over with and the holidays yeah. are done so this movie is already succeeding it's only going to continue to do more positive stuff in the box office um, yeah. so hopefully if they do decide to do a sequel then more power to them if they can top this first one then I will be hella impressed <laughs> I do think it's got the potential to keep uh, having legs because like you know, it's still we're still in the Christmas season. You know, I'm sure there are going to be people who are still going to want to go out and watch this movie. You know, in the spirit of Christmas. And honestly, I know Avatar is coming out soon, but I don't think it's it's this movie is good counter program to counter programming to Avatar. You know, because this is just not. You know, it's it's totally different from something like Avatar. So I can see it still doing pretty well. Totally. Well then, gentlemen. With that all being said. Uh, we made it to the end. So, yes. thanks for listening. I think that's listening. our shortest episode ever. This is this is also <laughs> our first episode that we haven't done a Marvel DC thing review. So, thank you for that's all true. all of you oh, guys for it's listening. It's kind of a review in the sense that this movie's better than all DC and Marvel movies. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And, you you know, can follow us on Instagram at Real Geek News. Well, don't you can also Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> Get out of here, you. <laughs> you can follow us on our separate handles on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin A. Rivera VO and Raul Ceballos VO. Chad, where can everybody find you, all these fellow geeks? 
Uh, you guys can find me at uh, on Twitter and Instagram under the same uh, uh, name, G Chadwick Cook. And uh, yeah, uh, I hopefully uh, I'm I'm uh, you know welcome you with open arms, you know. And also, we also have a YouTube channel with all our episodes and reviews. Um, you know, hit that like button, subscribe, Real Geek News. Just search us on YouTube. Uh, and also, yeah, hit that little bell so we know uh, so you know when we posted something new. And uh, also, hey, if you want to help us and, and boost the quality of our show and help help new listeners find us and all that stuff, please go on Apple Podcasts, give us a positive review, give us a five-star review. We'd really love your support, and it would just help us out so much, help the show out. Heck, if you give us a bad review, at least we'll know how to fix it and make things better. So give us That's that true. too if you want. Finally, want to share your passionate thoughts and opinions about movies? Any movie reviews you'd like us to do? Well, then send us an email at realgeeknews at gmail.com. We'll leave all the descriptions below. With all that being said, stay safe, stay classy, and most important of all, stay geeky, my friends. And uh, email Kevin telling him that I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> wrong. <laughs>